creating cyberspace and welcome to episode 207 of the double density podcast with your host Barney and angelo double density is your home to tech tales and paranormal primers now first things first angelo this is the last episode of 2022 so good job on making it through another year this is year five of the double density dynasty as i'm beginning to call it um so yeah thanks for being along for the ride it's been fun we've did a we've done a few weeks of like weekly episodes too we sure have it's about a month like i think we're like on week four or five i can't remember anymore but yeah here we are recording right before christmas you know in order to get that content out between that weird couple of days when you kind of forget what day it is between uh, yeah. you know christmas and, and new year's yeah especially if you have a few days off uh, where you're not working at all and this year i have a full two weeks well there you go I'm i'm really happy for you and your family yeah it's great and um i'm Two weeks away from having to hear you wish me happy New Year. No, I'm doing that now at the end of the episode. Every, like I'm preemptively every putting episode. that out there. It's everyone's double density duty to wish you happy Until New April. Year. Until April, Until exactly. April. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, so uh, something I want to cover super quickly is I usually get a lot of like weird random phone calls. I don't know about you. I'm probably on a couple lists, but usually it's, you know, a robocall or something. And then the other day I got a really weird phone call from somewhere in the States. Uh, and it sounded like it was a person in a room and there was some beeping and then they hung up abruptly and I sent it to you and it's, it's kind of weird. Saved message sent by seven one eight zero three four. Double density. It's creepy. It's, it's coming from inside the house. It definitely like an unsettling quality to it that I wasn't like yeah. super, super thrilled about getting. Um, no. Obviously, I let it go to voicemail. I didn't pick it up because usually during the day, if I'm working, I'm working, I'm in meetings. I'm not picking up the phone unless someone that I know and know that to be ir- urgent. Yeah, because most people I know don't call me anymore. They will send me a text message like a normal human being. Well, my parents will email. They're big emailers, so that's what I get a lot. Your parents email. No, my parents actually call me, and that's fine. But they're like the few people that call most people don't call anymore. Um, nobody should be cold calling you. No, exactly. Um, even if I'm interested in your services, a phone call is not the way to do it, friend. Or even, even if it's a friend. If you're my friend, text me first. Hey, I'm going to call you. Yeah, I'm going to call you. Okay. No, don't call me now. Do you think it's a consequence of like a, being like just like an overly anxious society in general that we're just like we're not used to the abruptness of a phone call anymore? I don't know. I mean, look, I have not had a phone call at work for over two years now because I haven't worked in an office. I have a phone app that I use on my iPad to make calls if I need to for work. Okay. Uh, and when I do go to the office, I have a phone, which is also broken. So I cannot get calls anyway. So it's kind of like the perfect situation for you to avoid any and all phone calls. It's quite wonderful, actually. I've, I've asked and inquired about getting a new phone eventually uh, because if we do start going to the office more and more, It'd be good to have a phone, but what uh, who has phone? Yeah, no, exactly. I know. Who is phone? You're right. Yeah, and it's it's not. Yeah, it's fine. And so, it was something. It's something to ponder, right? The idea of like, I don't know. I don't love phone getting phone calls, but I don't know. Like, nah. I'm fine with texts or other forms of asynchronous um, messaging that I can get to uh, when I have a chance. If somebody calls me, I am almost guaranteed that it's not something that I'm interested in. It's usually either somebody trying to sell me something a robocall, or one of those, congratulations, you've won whatever. Mm, I've got a lot of the, the. I'm not sure which uh, Chinese dialect it is, but I've gotten a lot of those recently too. 
Well, yeah, I mean, that's uh, a, a numbers game at a certain point, right? <laughs> the most spoken language in the world may as well lead off with it. Yeah, exactly. That and the fake RCMP one that you got a couple of years ago about how there's a warrant out for my arrest. I've gotten that twice this yeah. year, so I'm doubly dangerous. Yeah, my parents were getting that about $600 or something to do with the government that they were inquiring about getting back. Even my parents who are in their 80s realize it's a scam. So like I, you were rubbing your eye just now, but it kind of looked like you were, you were shedding a single tear about the idea of, of robocalls. Are you okay over there? Yes, I have an eyelash in my eye. <laughs> That's bothering me. Uh, this is the, you know what, the first three years we went without uh, seeing each other when without we made crying? these calls? Oh, yes, yeah. without seeing each other, right. Let's go that way, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's true. Now, now we're inseparable. We do this in person on a regular basis. Yeah, once a year. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of once a year, let's get into talking about some year-end stuff, Angelo. I know a lot of different um, um, podcasts, websites, social media accounts are doing that, but I figured we could do a little double density, you know, tear down, tear up, build like a up. a quick little thing. 2022 it, yeah. winners and losers, so we'll do one winner, one loser. So I am, uh, first and foremost, I'm granting you amnesty for our first winner of the year. I'm going to allow you to say the name of your favorite game once, and then we will refer to it as the game henceforth. Okay. So Sonic so Sonic Frontiers came out this year. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen how buggy that thing is? It, it, so what I've heard is that it's actually not too bad. They basically made... Sonic Breath of the Wild, but buggier. Yes, there's a lot of a lot of really questionable stuff going on. I've seen a couple of, of clips. No, it's not it's not Sonic Frontiers, although I have nothing against Sonic Frontiers. I will likely play it if it ever becomes a uh, PlayStation Plus game. Um, but I'm talking about Elden Ring. I can say the words. You and, can uh, see. And now you, they're yeah. done and they're out, and now it's the game, the game of the year as voted on by a committee of professionals. A, a game that quickly shot up the list of favorite games of all times, and is up there with Breath of the Wild now. It's, I think the last, I don't know, fifth of the game kind of soured it for me, but it still was good. It's just the difficulty spike. Now, we know from, from software games are difficult. Everybody knows that. But the spike at the end of Elden Ring is horrific, but fun. You said that, don't, the game. Yeah, the game. Oh, the, the spike game. at That's the end what, of the game. The game, yeah. Not... Not the Ring of Elden. <laughs> no, I will let that one slip, though. Uh, yeah, so how many hours would you think you spent on it this year? Well, I can tell you. I, I, I've started playing again recently, and uh, it says 110 hours. So a, it's a fair amount spread across the year, right? Because this came out, what, February, I think? I The bulk of those hours were between February and March. Yeah, okay, that's what I figured. It, neglecting your kids, neglecting your wife, neglecting your podcasting duties, everything else. In pursuit of of beating the game. Nothing else mattered more than understanding the lore of each item. Your phone was on Do Not Disturb for like three weeks straight. Pretty much. You took two hours to answer each and every text message. I don't even want to think about the phone calls you got during that time. I Look, I just want to say that there's video games for me now. Like, you know, I'm okay. Like, I play with them and stuff. It's fine. But Elden Ring was... I Sorry. The game was something in that... I would not be playing, but I would still be thinking. Yeah, which is about the it. sign of a great experience. And that doesn't happen often anymore. It really, really was. They everything about it was just brought me that feeling of playing Zelda in like 1987. Yeah. And just not knowing what is going on. Because they just throw you into this world. It's not like a regular game where it guides you every step of the way. At at the same time, I was playing Horizon Forbidden West, which on its own is an amazing game too. 
but it really holds your hand, right? Yeah, just not the uh, same. It shouldn't have come out around the same time, perhaps. Poor Horizon games. The first time, uh, the Zero Dawn game came out just a few weeks or a few weeks before, a few weeks after uh, Breath of the Wild. And now this one came out a few weeks before Elden Ring, the game. Sorry. You're going to bleep that, I guess. I'm going to figure something inventive out. Do not worry, yeah. Angelo. We are here. We're human. You know, are you human or are you a dancer? It's a great question. I'm really glad to hear that that was a huge winner for you. I'm glad that you were able to have that experience. I've been playing a lot of like 2D um, uh, throwback games like Axiom Verge, for example. Like I have that, was, that on my, yeah. It was on sale that. for like $1.50 or whatever on the yeah. Nintendo eShop, so I picked it up. Worth it. I haven't played much through that game. Okay, I, I just beat it, and I spent maybe like eight hours or ten hours playing it, but I was playing it very lazily and just hopping it's very, around. Yeah, it's very Metroid-esque. Exactly, yeah. Well, along those lines, I'm playing um, a Circle of the Moon. I can't remember what it's called, actually. Uh, Bloodstain, Circle of the Moon, or something like that. Anyway, it's... Um, or Curse of the Moon. Anyway, it's the p- same people that did uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. So it's it's a modern take on that, but not Castlevania. Right. I keep wanting to say Lords of Shadow, but that's the, that's <laughs> like, the yeah, bad exactly, Castlevania. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so switching from winners to losers, our first loser of the year, I think, and like this is pretty much across the board, is cryptocurrency, right? After Oof. May, we entered a uh, very chilly period that we're still in of a crypto winter. It's It's weird how treating something like a spec asset instead of like actual, like an actual fiat, like alternative, like backfires right and it's weird how like when the banking world gets into cryptocurrency and they need to post profits for the quarter that like everything suddenly crashes when they decide to sell out well the whole crypto thing is scummy anyway right we uh, the backlash against nfts it's all in the same category right well i mean that's the second loser i wanted to mention but that, that's okay fine. oh I, I i missed that sorry yeah well, okay, well, we'll continue after with that, but they kind of go together, right? We can mention both losers together. Sure. Yeah, so NFT is more like nice f-ing try is what I'm treating this as because, like, I spending a lot of money on a JPEG seems stupid. I still, like, I understand that, like, it's a great benefit to artists, but, like, th- what's the use case? What's the value inherent in the owner? Well, don't you want a special Donald Trump card? Listen, did I spend $100? Perhaps. Just will for I the show. Spend, will I spend another $100? Perhaps. It's a Christmas present for all. Exactly. I want. I got one of the Donald Trump um, astronaut ones. I like the ones where he looks like a superhero. I guess all of them do. Yeah. I mean, like your hero, Donald Trump, right? Yeah. He looks good in any costume. He's, tr- he's tremendous. Um, but speaking of tremendous, Brian, uh, do you have another winner for us? I do. Uh, I chose Apple this year, which is kind of surprising. And not for the reason you may think of, but, uh, you know, you know, we've talked about how they're not the best company in the world, but at least they're doing some things right, including being able to make sure that it is harder for advertisers to track you online. Yeah, they're really good with that, where you can disable tracking if you use Safari. It blocks tracking if you're on the net, right? Um, I'm, I'm, so when you go to, yeah, on the net, like, yeah, that's a great movie. So when you're, when you're using the interwebs, it, it prevents sites from tracking you. So when you go to PHUB, uh, it can't track you elsewhere. That is correct, correct right? So it can't yeah. follow you around. You know, if you're looking at weird things, and like all of my ads are like super screwed up because uh, of work. Um, I usually <laughs> am on my personal Gmail account, and like I look up stuff, and like I was mentioning this to a friend the other night that just like 
now I get everything I get is like, are you an entrepreneur trying to scale up? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not an entrepreneur trying to scale up, but thank you. And like all sorts of like products and services that have nothing to do with me. I'm sorry, algorithm. I've completely messed you up. Exactly, which I'm fine with. It's interesting. It's a different set of ads than what I usually get, which is like uh, um, condominiums uh, projects in, in Montreal and like various movies coming out. I'm not used to seeing many ads anymore. Because, oh, yeah, you're a YouTube uh, red boy. Yeah. It, is it YouTube red? That was a mistake, right? Because isn't there like a uh, a uh, an adult website? Yeah, rtube.com. Yeah, so there we go. Yeah, you don't use that. But I don't see that many ads, although I did see an ad when uh, for the thing we will be discussing in uh, segment two. But you saw an ad that, for that? In, not for that, but if when I'm on Tubi, oh, I see. I, okay. I see ads, right? Oh, okay. Um, I kept seeing one where somebody could sell something, sell her clothes or something. But anyway, um, not interesting to like me. Poshmark? But it's fine. Yeah, that's what it's called. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's like the biggest one of the biggest apps for like buying and selling clothing. Yeah. But I don't. I'm so unaware of these Angela things. Angela McDonald's shopping. ad. Yeah, I saw a McDonald's ad too. Uh, but Tubi's great, actually. That's a yeah. You know what? Honorable mention, Tubi. You know what? I'm gonna put that up there. Let's make that our third winner of the year is Tubi. And like an uh, honorable mention, like a freemium, like subscription services, not subscription services, but like uh, you know VOD stuff. Uh, it, owned it's by really Fox. like you're watching a, a a movie on TV, but with much shorter commercials. Exactly. Owned by Fox. There's a huge library of assets there, including I found out recently. Um, <laughs> Break into Electric Boogaloo, which I need to rewatch. It's been 20, 25 years since I've seen that, so I'm very excited. So I thought Fox was bought by Disney, though. Yeah, but I'm Fox confused. is still running their own independent fiefdoms. Okay, so like Fox News is not Disney. Fox Sports, I think, is not Disney either. No, they're the, it's like arm's length kind of stuff. As long as they don't rock the boat too much, I don't think it's a huge problem. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Fox News has nothing to do with Disney, though. No, no, no. I mean, like, they're very separate entities here that we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And it's that you're mostly talking about the film studio there. Yeah. So it's just the film studio that got bought by yeah. Disney yeah. and the network, right? Exactly. So I feel and like the, there's still the separate entities going on. Okay. Uh, though if anyone okay. wants to correct us, please do, because I do not know the intricacies of the Disney Empire apart from knowing that they own they Marvel. Make the best things. They own. Uh, they you make know. the best Marvel movies, Brian. But yeah, uh, coming back to Tubi, Tubi is a great service. There's a ton of movies on there that uh, uh, were out of print for years and years that you can never buy on DVD or even Blu-ray in some cases. And there's like a cornucopia of those on there. And if I were like a decade and a half younger, I'd be so enthralled. I would never leave the house. I would just watch movies all the time. There's so many B and C and D level oh, movies. And maybe e, maybe F. F F, F, F tier. F a, is, is one that's coming up later in the show. There's definitely some F tier content in there. Uh, yeah, Tubi's a great one. Let's do that. Let's throw that to the number three. So that's three winners. So uh, the game, Apple, Tubi. And then the last loser I want to talk about. It's kind of an obvious one. Let's talk <laughs> about the Elon ones. Musk's media empire. What a mess. Oh, we, I think we've said that every week. We have. It's uh, the 23rd. When we discuss Twitter, we just start with what a mess. It's the 23rd, right? He ran that poll last week asking if he should step down. 57% of people said yes. And I've been joking that like... Uh, 57% of people who voted will get banned within the next week or so before 2022 ends. Well, I mean, the reason he put that up is he he's he already knew he wasn't going to be stepping down. He may as well make a show of it. I'm nominating you to step up as CEO of Twitter. <laughs> no, thank you. I would It would be incredible to watch you in boardrooms, I think, and just try to explain why things are a bad idea. I'll if, be trying okay, if to. You like, could, if you could add one improvement to Twitter, what would it be? Can we edit tweets yet? Yes, if you if you're a Twitter Blue user, okay, edit tweets for free. Okay, um, the uh, maybe a button to uh, automatically ignore all Nazis. 
<laughs> but you have to pay for it. It's two dollars for the for the filter, right? For the for the racism well, filter. Well, maybe so. Like Nazis for Nazis, it's free. For um, I don't know. Yeah, no. I guess. Yeah. Or no. what if okay. you flipped it? What if you were racist, right? And you want to, you know, join other white nationalists? You have to pay for that privilege. Okay, so the racist fee. <laughs> yeah, the, like the racism gate fee. Okay, perfect. So we could do that, right? That's a good way to generate some revenue there. And and it can't be like eight dollars a month. It's it's like eight hundred and fifty dollars a month. No, no, no. It's gotta be like fifty bucks a month. Like still attainable. Okay, still attainable. But then we still have racist. I bet everybody could just block them. Oh no, and okay, so you pay fifty bucks a month and you're automatically blocked by everyone. <laughs> and then you have to like earn their unblockings. Or like a quest. Yeah. Just like a, a world filled with like Twitter NPCs that you have to like befriend. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe Twitter needs to like be like an old school DOS game, right? Where you just you, there's like an experience set up. Like so many, we've talked about this last year. Like the whole like um, simulated Home Alone experience of a couple of years back. I don't remember what, with all what these that different is. accounts pretending to be all the different characters at different times. I don't. Th- I do not recall. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, that was the thing that that had been set up and done. And I found that sounds very like I sound like I'm being deposed. I do not recall. <laughs> I watched. Uh, I watched been, that. You've never been deposed, right? No, no. But I watched the um, Theranos thing on on Disney Plus. Oh, with, uh, did uh, you watch the miniseries with Amanda Seyfried? With the man, with Amanda yeah. Seyfried. Yeah, that's a that was good. It was good. It was very depressing, but very good. Double density. So, Angela, this has been you know it for uh, ups and downs for the tech side of things in 2022. Any last words? Any wishes, hopes, and dreams for 2023? Well, I did want to do a quick shout out to like two great pieces of tech I did get this year. It's, and it's not new. They're not new or anything. Well, one is kind of new, but like the PS5 came out a couple of years ago now. Um, really makes video games fun again because there's no major load times and things like that, which is what really turned me off the PS4. And uh, my new Mac, which was very unexpected, but I'm really happy with the Mac Studio and the Studio Display. Makes me happy. It's it's a joy to work with these things. Well, I'm glad to hear that you uh, you know are embracing these things. Stop making out with your uh, tech is a note that I've gotten from your family multiple times, and they want me to sort of reinforce that with you. I think that's why I've had to replace the drive on the PS5. Angela, <laughs> let us head on over to the Paramount side of things. See you there. What can space be? What can it be made of? What the heck is all those lights out there? Is this just a black curtain with holes in it? I don't know. I'm trying to find out. Double density. Welcome back to Double Density. And as always, we're switching gears from tech to the paranormal. So this is it for Ho Ho Horror. We're doing part three of three. We did two Christmases. Now we're going to talk about a movie that is probably the least known of the three and also probably the worst of the three. Well, I asked you to watch the 1987 film Bloody New Year. What, what, so when you say it's the worst of the three, that, that's putting it mildly because the other two movies are 
cinematic oeuvres oeuvres <laughs> compared to this thing. Uh, yeah, I can't is, even say the this word. Is this is really bad, Brian. This is this, brutal, is, yeah. this is amateur hour. So it was directed by English filmmaker Norman J. Warren, who is more well known, I think, for um, 1976's Satan's Slave, which I've seen and enjoyed, and also a, a little um, <laughs> little masterpiece known as 1980's Inseminoid. Inseminoid, a far from human birth. I, you don't even need to look that up to figure out what I, the movie's probably about. Sounds bad. Yeah, that sounds bad. Um, okay. So this movie, Brian, um, it starts, and I see, realize I see that it's it's at four by three, and I think, oh, this is just to set up that they're in the nineteen sixties, okay. And then the image never got better. No, really. I mean, the transfer itself seems to be—I don't know where it is from. To be honest with you, like, who knows where they grabbed this yeah. from? Like, there's some really fine transfers. Like, for example, um, a movie I watched earlier this week that was on Two B Two that I really, really recommend if you're into like gross-out stuff, but like, like darkly funny stuff, like Dead Alive, Peter Jackson's earlier yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a it's also a movie from Down Under called Body Melt, and it okay. is great. And the transfer on it is actually incredible. And it's a it's it's like Dead Alive, but with a '90s techno soundtrack. So compared to this, that was like a criterion level release of <laughs> well, because like the other film. two well the other two movies we watched even uh silent night deadly night 2 the transfer was pretty decent i mean you still see the cigarette burns in this one but that's fine i mean like i enjoy that but the transfer itself firstly was very bad so that doesn't help the full frame doesn't help but then the story all of it right so very briefly everything's it opens, bad it opens in the 1950s uh, people are at a hotel, they disappear, and then a, 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 a four teens, uh, mean, like, they're at the at, beach in, in suits, yeah, basically. Yeah, so these, there's hooligans too, right, at this, like, you know, like, a, a amusement park down by the beach. Well, and, so, so before we go there, though, like, I did notice they, they point out that there were songs by a band called Cry No More. And they also mentioned specifically the incidental mu- uh, music by someone. Like if you look in the credits, I thought that was strange to say that, but I guess it was a sign of the times. They would do that. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, so they're at the beach. And something I didn't understand is that the carousel was run by the hooligans? Yeah, that's, I didn't understand if they were working there or they just happened to overtake the workers and hassle people. But because the old man who was running it seemed to be with them, and then this poor woman's being attacked, like this poor American woman, them. yeah, yeah, and there's a guy who's just standing there watching her, yeah. It's, and it's then so when his weird. friends, when his friends show up, he notices that something happened, and and he says, "Oh, let's let's do something about it." And um, so they do not call the police, right? So they they interface with these hooligans. There's some problems. They don't try to call the police. They don't try to go home or to the Americans' hotel. They don't try to go to a mall. They don't try to catch a bus, get a lift, no, grab a no, taxi. No. Angela, what do they do? Well, first, they take the fuse out of the machine, and uh, the hooligans unconvincingly come flying off. More like they run and jump off Exactly, the yeah. It was very uh, deliberate. Th- yes. The... I would say none of these people were trained actors, or if they were, they were new to the uh, art. Regional actors, perhaps, is the best way to put it. The whole production felt a very... Ramshackle. You know, grade 10. Well, grade 10 
uh, class project. Yes. Say. As, so spoiler, coming back to the story before I forget, they, uh, <laughs> they jump on a boat. And go to an yeah island. okay that's what I was headed there sorry okay. yeah so they took they took the they took the, the fuse but then these hooligans get upset and they start chasing them and all of a sudden they I kind of I don't know if I blinked and I missed it but they're all of a sudden on a boat and the hooligans are attached they're on the boat and the old man's struggling to hold on and they knock him off of it and then they end up in the water yes and, and so all of the teens run up to this empty hotel this empty island <sighs> they hear random music. Some of them dress up in 1950s clothing. They watch the infamous movie Fiend Without a Face. Well, before that, one of them walks into a room and there's a band playing and then the band disappears. Yes, Spud. spud. And, all he, and all he can say is weird. Also, like uh, one of the women suggests that she wants to have coitus on the, the pool table at one point. Uh, at, at that point, snooker, snooker yeah, table. I apologize. So then all the teens, you know, do that one thing you should Don't never do. Don't forget the amazing shot, practical effects of the balls going in reverse. and Oh, <laughs> yes, the... and ending up in the triangle in the middle, of course. How, How do they forget? do that? I don't know. It's a... That's, Angel, you, I mean, you're, you're part of the world of, like, illusionists. You understand that world. Explain that one to me. That's a uh, uh, reversed film technique. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so th- these, these, this group of teens breaks up and tries to do stuff. It's, it's like... Well, yeah. They want to bring the power back on, right? Yes. And they're trying so, to find a way off the island. And then the so, thing I laughed at the most of all the terrible things is that they turn the power back on, and all of a sudden, the battery-powered Santa, which I don't think existed in the 1950s, but anyway, it was there. That, I know it. It turned on because they turned on the power, and they had a and, good laugh about it. Well, because yeah. like the party, so it was supposed to be a New Year's Eve party, right? Yes, but originally. I, I, but, but they were marveling at the fact that the Santa was turned on because they turned on the power. But the power is not connected to the battery in the Santa. Correct. That is a really good point, actually. They should have noticed something was odd. Uh, yeah. The two me. So at one point, one of the teens gets attacked by a monstrous figure that disappears after the person that she's with spears it. And then some people hear voices and they see a plane crashing nearby. And then okay, there's a get- snowstorm. Yeah, well, you explained, you're, you're talking about, the, so when, when the weird goop monster yes, comes out or yeah. something, and he stabs it, but then it kind of cuts there. Something happens to the guy who stabs the monster. He he get, he looks like he gets stabbed, too, in surprise, and then it just cuts, and we don't know what yeah, happened. Yeah, and he's he's okay, I think, for a little while longer. It's the weirdest well, thing. Yeah, he comes back later. Yeah, because the, the woman who's being attacked by the goop monster uh, herself is, like, uh, killed by one of the hooligans. And so becomes the world's was, least convincing zombie. Well, so that was very odd. So all of a sudden, the hooligans are back. Yeah. And the old man. Dad, is I think. Them. I just looked it up. His name is Dad. Okay, he's the dad. Okay. No, he's just uh, named Dad. Who knows if he okay. is the dad? Okay. And he punches this poor woman, and it gets right through her. Correct. It goes right through her. Power of the And fist. then all of a sudden, she's a monster. Yeah. And then, like her ashy face is really bad. Angela, have you ever heard of the movie Ricky O, the story of Ricky? Do you know what I'm talking about at all? He's the brother in, uh, isn't he the murderer in Silent Night, Deadly Night? Is it <laughs> no, all related? No, that's just Ricky. No, Ricky O is, oh boy, how do I get into this? Okay, so it is a Japanese movie where basically uh, if you punch someone, they explode, essentially is what it is. The movie is just uh, like if kind of that though. If you punch someone, they'll explode. And I kind of thought of that when, you know, Leslie gets hit and dies and becomes an ashen-faced, super crappy zombie. 
Did you also so? There's two things you had mentioned before. They were watching a movie. Yeah. So what was the, there were like weird brain monsters. That's an actual yeah, feet without movie? a face. Yeah. So it's a it's an okay. old British movie. And then something that seemed to be like uh, paying homage to the Evil Dead monster going through. Like, did you notice that part? When yeah, the, the kind of like the weird kind of like um, like first person almost like camera view. Yeah, and they kept so the couple was running through the woods, and then they kept redo like reusing the shots of it they were holding hands and then they would let go as the monster went through the hands and then they grab hands again and then the monster would go through it again that was very odd so okay so just to recap right now right so we've got goop monster ghosts we've got uh goop could be an alien monster right so an alien monster um ghosts weird climate change stuff like there's that immediate snowstorm we forgot um, to mention that the poor guy who who was thought it was weird that a band was playing in a room and then disappeared uh, something came out of the screen from the movie they were watching yes, and yeah. murdered him. Yes, and so Spud died. They yeah. seem kind of like nonplussed about it. It's very weird the way they treat death, right? Oh, also the... <laughs> sorry, before I forget. Uh, uh, so Dad dies, he gets thrown out, and then a freaking banister attacks one of the teens. It bites her hand. Exactly, yeah. A, a like very clear foam being... So I thought that was going to end up turning her into a zombie, but that was but doesn't. not how she died. It no, doesn't. she's totally fine. She And I thought she'd be the first to go because when it's when you're in the bathtub, like happily uh, cleaning yourself and naked, you usually end up dying first. Correct. But no, but no the banister, the banister, uh, the which was clearly just someone's hand in a rubber encasing, just going at it. Yeah. I Throughout this whole thing, I felt like somebody had just made this movie for fun. And then all of a sudden it was picked up somehow. Yeah, or they're like they were editing. They realized there was just a lot missing, and they decided to just roll with it. Like for example, like there was a second plane crash at one point. Like two teens look down and see another a second plane crash. Yeah, and how did the old man even find them? I don't know. Like how did the like, oh, yeah? So okay, so let's continue on, right? So some of the teens die. Uh, uh, I think two of the three hooligans end up dead, right? So dad dies, and the then the other one. Dies. So the but by then falling the... into a vat. Yeah, he he gets melted in there. He gets eaten. The that even burps. Another one though, uh, the ashen uh, zombie, Leslie zombie woman. Yeah, yeah. She twists the guy's head off Correct. twice. Like clean like off. She, clean yeah, off. Yeah. So she twists it, and then she. So then as she's twisting him, he's still not dead, even though he's like turned around almost completely. And then on the second twist, he kind of finally dies. But yes. I don't think the human body can do that, but luckily then his head pops. This off, weird, so eh? Right? That you don't, you not a professor of anatomy, have realized that it takes a little bit more than that to, yeah. or a little less than that to to sort of do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's get into the weirdest part of this: is the explanation of what's going on. Why did she turn into a monster? I did not. No understand. one knows. No one knows. So at the end, some of the teens are greeted by a woman singing, and then, and then she informs them that they're trapped in a time warp. And then she turns into like a weird, yeah. ashy-faced monster thing. So they're at a time where it was created when uh, an experimental cloaking device crashed on the island on New Year's Eve, 1959. And did it come from Philadelphia? It did not. It was unnamed oh. as to where it was, right? Okay. And this is the English countryside, so... Because this was shot in Wales, I think. And so, like, it's so bizarre and strange to me that, like, this is your explanation as to why things keep going on is that there is a cloaking device somewhere in one of those planes that just keeps on crashing. And so um, everyone's now a zombie except for this one couple. The, the, the couple that's dressed in, like, the 50s attire. No. So the 50s girl 
Well, so three of them are dressed in the fifties: the American girl, yeah, the and, and couple. the couple, yeah. Now she gets eaten by an elevator. Yes, so she does. But she the gets, couple. No, she was. They were a couple. Oh, right, the American one. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry, the, I apologize. She was starting to like get become friendly with the first guy who died. Right, Spud. Spud. Yeah. And then the. Right, because he, he really, goes to find a blanket for her or something early on, right? Did you find the screaming awful? In yes. This movie? Oh, yeah, it was brutal. It was so Some bad. Some of the worst, like, like, like Foley work ever. It, it was terrible screaming. The sounds were shrill. I agree. Uh, also, there's that, that weird, like, um, very clear practical effect where, like, um, hands reach out from a, a wall and, like, grab a woman. Yeah. There was just some, that, some dude's hands were stretching. Yeah, that so she got sucked into the elevator and then so the American girl is on the boat. So, so they end up finding a boat. Yeah, so they're they're the the dude is pushing the American girl on the boat. He's about to go there and then he sees his girlfriend in the distance. Yes. And, uh, and he's he, learned he, nothing. He gets trapped in quicksand. Very convenient. So yeah, well because in the 80s quicksand was the most everywhere. dangerous We've thing. We've talked in the about world. this before. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Quicksand pitfalls were everywhere. My my children have no fear of quicksand whereas when I was their age, well not 13, but when I was 9, quicksand was a daily worry. You should ask your kids about that. No, they don't know. Like? No, they don't. Like when I was when we watched The Princess Bride, also dangerous quicksand than that. It didn't phase them. So he gets stuck in quicksand. And then and so guess the what? only potential for a cool scene in the entire movie gets ruined. So he, th- one of the zombie yeah. hooligans is the old uh, man, dad. coming at coming at the stuck boyfriend with like a a, a boat propeller. Yeah. And I and there's I thought, no shots. Oh, there's no shots no. of gore. There's nothing. It just cuts away. I mean, they showed somebody's head get twisted off. True. True. But I was, I was hoping for a little bit it. more. I guess they didn't oh, have was, money. They didn't have money, I guess, for the practical effect. It's too bad because yeah, that could have been a really. So good I have actually have a theory. I'm just wondering if maybe this was the British cut that got put up. Like whoever's distributing this only has access to the British cut. Oh, uh, maybe. Because um, like in the 80s, there was like the video nasties list, right? In in the UK. Okay, I didn't know about this. Hold what on. is that? So the, the video nasty list is basically like a um, 72 uh, banned titles in the UK that like were not allowed because what had happened is that um, a bunch of like, for example, like Italian cannibal movies ended up in the UK and, uh, you know. Uh, the UK at that time was leaning very, like, very, very conservative. And so um, they banned a bunch of stuff, uh, including Cannibal Holocaust, I Spit on Your Grave, um, Zombie. So this is the confusing thing. Zombie with an I, no E, which is the indirect sequel to Dawn of the Dead 78, but an entirely different movie. Um, fa- the Faces of Death films, for example, too. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they had to be... Hero Turtles in the Exactly. UK? Well, th- that's also part of that too, right? So <laughs> I'm curious. No, so they're not on the it's not on the video nasties list. Faces of Death used to be talked about in hushed tones when I was in high school. I bought the Faces of Death collection on DVD like t- 15 years ago, I want to say. And I was very attracted to that kind of thing at that time. Yeah, well, me why. too. I So I think it was the, I... the lure of the lurid. Well, the one thing I like about Tubi is seeing all these old box arts. Of oh, dude. Like, like to be honest, the best part of Bloody New Year is the box art. Yeah. And, and that's the worst thing. Is... So, if okay, so I want you to do me a favor. Go to Tubi right now and then go look at Body Melt and look at how awful the box art is. I, I've, seen, I've seen the VHS cover, which is why I was like, I'm going to do this. 
I've also, I think they got, uh, Blu-ray got put out by uh, Vinegar Syndrome a couple of years ago, which is why I think um, there's like a good uh, uh, cut of it. So it's showing, well, it's, it's like a weird watery looking monster guy. Yeah. And it looks, it looks total 90s, right? Oh yeah, it's true. It's, oh, it's funny. Brain Dead. I remember seeing that in in the, uh, well, Brain Dead is Dead Alive, store. right? So. That's so Dead now, Alive? Uh, it's Dead Alive. Yeah. It's Peter Jackson. It's the same thing. Wait a second. No, this is starting Bill Pullman and and Bill Paxton. Oh no, that's not it then. Because Brain Dead, it was also the other name for, for Bill Peter Pullman Jackson. and Bill Paxton did a movie together. Surprise, Angela! If you want to take a look at the uh, the uh, box art for the DVD and the VHS, like that's a much better uh, look for. Oh Ryan. yeah, look at that. That's very from software. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyways, uh, all that to say, I think maybe you and I should put on. I should put together like a watch guide or something of like underrated horror films on there, um, and I'll throw that in the show links maybe. Oh yeah, Good like idea. top films. I'll I'll figure out. Like I'll maybe I'll make a Twitter thread on our double density account and do that. Um, yeah. So by far the worst, most oh, incongruent. And and let's 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 explain the end too. So the 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 American oh, dude, girls on the it's boat. So, yes. The American girls on a boat, and then she gets pulled underneath the boat. Like the Correct. boat, like the boat eats her basically. Yeah, like Friday the Thirteenth style. Yeah, um, and something we didn't mention is just before it cuts from. 1959 to present day whatever i guess a girl's looking in a mirror and then she gets pulled into the mirror yes and now full circle full circle we see them all having fun at the new year's like the the five teenagers dancing together all excited and the poor american girl stuck in that mirror yeah and she's just banging and banging and lets out a, a really dumb kind of like help me plea and then credits I was so happy to see the credits for this thing, Brian. If <laughs> it, this was it, not, it, yeah, like, this was like an no hour and a half way. movie, and like it felt like six hours almost. I had to watch it in three blocks because I just was like getting so frustrated. Yeah, I, I started it, stopped in the middle, played a video game, and then went back to it, and uh, almost fell asleep, but didn't. Luckily, oh, good. I mean, it's very rare for me to like section out to movies like that, but I couldn't. I couldn't do it with this one. What made you pick this movie? The, I think it was the New Year's theme, and and uh, you, I had accidentally thought that we were actually watch the vastly superior New Year's Evil, which I thought was on Tubi, but it is not, unfortunately. And uh, so I, yeah, we picked this one instead because it's free, and people can go watch it along with us and see and, the and horror suffer. and suffer. Like, exactly. I, I would not say watch it. I would say skim through it just to the just to see kind of the the points we talked about to see basically a visual of how bad some of the things were. Like, I would recommend maybe seeing the banister bite the poor girl or maybe seeing that same poor girl get sucked into an elevator yeah. or see the weird green goop monster that Or the gets, wall, the yeah. wall grab. So, Angela, I'm going to come back to our rating system of, of Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, right? So um, uh, how fun was the movie, right, is the one indicator. And then, like, the other rating is for how technically competent the film was. This time around, I'm going to say on five... Um, glasses, the like the New Year's glasses, like that's a twenty twenty three on them. Oof! Oh wow! So so let's start with the easy one, and that's uh, the technical aspect, and yeah. that's one the glass. glasses have been no, one not glass. even the glasses are broken. In oh, half. they're broken. Like they're broken. Okay, yeah, they're shattered. Five a.m. January first. Yeah, it's people stepped on it. Yeah, uh, how fun was this movie to watch? Like a so, two two pairs. Of glasses. Yeah, like one and a half two. 
Because to me, like Silent Night Deadly Part Two is so enjoyably dumb that it is worth. That's like a four. Yeah, fun fact. Yeah, versus like this was just a slog and not even a fun one. And I've I've said this before, but like the greatest sin that you can suffer as a movie is just, or that you can inflict on others is being mediocre and boring. And I feel like this verged more on the boring. Um, I don't mind an incomprehensible movie as long as it's entertaining, but there was so much against this in the um, technically inept way. It came out that I it think was that may have been fun. what made it fun. I think the only thing, like the, in terms of like that's that's why it doesn't get a zero on the fun scale, right? Like we're we're being like overly generous by giving a one and a half to two, but it's because I guess we're having fun talking about it. Maybe true. Yeah, I'm having fun ta- discussing this with you because it was awful, not because like I enjoyed the experience of it. I think I'm getting way more pleasure out of discussing how bad this movie was than actually sitting through, which is a bad sign for a movie. But so because we had to subject people to hearing us talk about something awful, um, let's mention one fun thing we've watched this week. I'll, and I'll go first because it's fresh in my mind. Just before recording tonight, my daughter and I finished watching Wednesday on Netflix and highly recommend that. Of of the Adams family characters, I'd say Wednesday is the most interesting. So I think it's great that they picked her to have a whole series about. I'm going to actually go and say go watch Body Melt on TV if you're interested in that kind of like weird, funny, stupid kind of stuff. I would like people to write to us and let us know what they thought about Body Melt when if they do yeah. go watch or it. or the idea of the ho ho horror series. Do you want to see this like you know kind of become a, re- a like a regular aquarium, a like um you know piece of content that we do every couple of episodes? Like, or not be fun. Frightening February. Exactly. We could do frightening Murderous February. March. <laughs> you know, a church April. April. Yeah. 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 There's a ton we could do. I would love to know if people um, uh, want more of this or less of this. They want us to shut up about movies. I'd love to hear that. Uh, you know, how people feel about this whole excursion. Did you watch along? Did you feel any desire to watch along is the other question. And uh, I'm sorry if, if you did. If I can recommend something, do not watch um, Bloody New Year. No, do not watch it. Do not watch it. I will literally go right now. It's February. It's it's December. Sorry, I'm looking at the thing and I read February's Friday. It is Friday, December 23rd. I'm going to go right now, actually, and put up a, a Twitter thread of, of like 10 movies on Tubi you should watch. Great. Uh, instead of that. Un- uh, until Elon takes it down because you're linking to Tubi. You don't like Tubi. <laughs> a competing service. Yeah. Uh, okay, Angelo, I'm going to ask you this one last time in 2022. Where, 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 where? Where can people find uh, double underscore density at uh, the Elon and the bird site. Twitter? Yeah, the bird yeah. site. Um, double density podcast at uh, Instagram. Right. Dot com. You can find me at Angelo Fiorin at Mastodon dot social and on Twitter, but I don't really care about Twitter anymore. Uh, but it's there. You can still write to me. But I'm, I, I have come close to maybe just keeping my account, but deleting all my tweets. Ooh, spicy. Yeah, yeah. You can find me over on Twitter at Brian Hasty, and I will be going down with the ship, my friend. I am I know. I'm in it to win it. Um and to weather the storm. Uh because I haven't seen anywhere else that I want to belong to nearly as much as the hell site that Facebook? captivates me. Oh yes, Not let me Facebook. go back to Facebook. <laughs> That's a horror show uh, in 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 other ways. Exactly. So Angela, I'm gonna do this um uh, once. I'm gonna wish you a happy new year. Uh unironically. And then as okay. of next episode, it's going to be ironic. Yeah. And then um, because our next episode, we can technically record before New Year's Day. We could. Or we could just figure things out together and yeah. uh, plan ahead and uh, talk about 2023. I don't know. We'll see. I have ideas. You have ideas. I don't treat New Year's as a special day, really. 
to be quite honest with yeah, you, New Year's Eve. You getting loaded like decades ago. Yeah. Um, Christmas is more fun because Christmas Eve we spend with my my wife's mom and Christmas Day we spend with my parents and it's always a pleasure. And the last couple of years has been a little muted, let's say. But uh, this year, hopefully back to normal, we'll get people sick in other ways. <laughs> so by the time this comes out, everyone has celebrated whatever holiday of choice they have celebrated. So, you know, um, welcome to the nether zone of between Christmas and New Year's. And this has been it for episode 207 of the Double Density Podcast. So tune in next week as we discuss the fashion trends to look out for in 2023. Angelo, you and I will be hitting TikTok real hard. Elden Ring. And end meeting.